Jukebox, jukebox, playlist, playlist, it drops, Cody Chris, but we sing our songs sometimes, sometimes, and dance, and dance, so it fits, mm-hmm. we might even get a little groove and kill, crazy little top tension. Hey everybody, and welcome to playlist number 22. Uh, I am your host, Brooklyn Vale, uh, and we are doing walkout songs. Uh, we are recording this on Monday, March 30th. Um, on Saturday, there was a uh, there was a pretty big rematch, and that was kind of the uh, kind of the influence for this uh, for the show. Um, got some uh, got some debuts and some returning faces. Let's go to the returning face first, Cody. Um, you are quite excited to be on this uh, on this on this uh, show today. How do you feel? Yeah, because, so, like, I love the UFC. Like, UFC is one of my favorite sports. But my ultimate favorite sport is baseball. It has always been, and I have always loved the walk-up songs before a batter takes the thing, or a reliever comes out. It is a fantastic time. It sets the mood for the entire stadium. But also, I was going through, so I have a mixture of UFC and MLB walk-up and walk-out song. So this should be fun. Nico's going to get technical and tell a bunch of knockout punches, and that's what this is all about and how technical it is. I don't care. I'm just here to have a good time and get drunk, which I don't do. But no. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Nico, I guess you're going to go into the technical aspects of your uh, of your music today. I'm kind of impressed. Uh, but how do you feel today? Uh, I almost waved, and then I remembered this is an audio-only show, so the, it would be a waste of physical motion. Um, now I, got, I, feel, I feel like this is an excuse. Uh, this is a good way for me to show that I actually know some shit about music. How much is for you to decide, but like I, I, I did my research. Um, I got a good mixture of um, mixed martial arts and professional wrestling walkout themes. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, do, I don't think I'll get too technical of like specific fights and whatnot, but like, if, if I feel like I, I wanted to find songs that could really be associated with certain specific fighters and wrestlers, because usually when you can, when you can associate a song with a specific athlete, then th- that enhances the athlete and the athlete enhances the song, vice versa. You get the whole spiel that I'm going with here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for those who haven't heard how the show how the show works is we have our ten favorite walkout songs that we're gonna present. Uh, we each go through our ten through six, and then we go individually through our five through one. Uh, the two things that our panelists have are a skip and a scratch. Uh, the skip being if they have they if, if they have a song higher on their list that somebody announced, uh, they can say skip, and then we go we talk about it later. And then the option of scratch uh, if you forgot a song that was on somebody else's list that would have made yours, uh, you can use scratch, and then you can. Uh, throw it on your list so cody let us start off with your 10 okay so my 10 is a uh personal favorite um nothing's better than sitting at a ballpark about the seventh inning after you've heard a song come through three times and people are really hammered and they know exactly what it is and i picked take on me by aha now Sort of not a great traditional walk-up song, but when they try, when you have an entire stadium singing "Take on Me" and trying to hit the high notes as it keeps going, it sounds close to a bunch of birds screeching. And even when batters like get confused, like when they're standing and they're just all smiles because they know they hear the the roar of thirty-five thousand singing "Take on Me." It's one of the what's one of my favorite moments, um, and it, I think it makes a perfect walk-up song. 
I feel like uh, I feel like this song and like Seven Nation Army in particular. One of my favorite moments is whenever people like people are just sort of mouthing the um, like mouthing the riff. Essentially, um, I feel like in this setting, a lot of people are seeing like da 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 da, and like not even like necessarily singing singing the words. Um, but yeah, interesting choice for for a baseball walkout song. Uh, Nico, your thoughts on Take on Me? Uh, it's a fun song to sing. I know I've. Uh sung along to renditions of it uh during uh the couple penn state thon events i've been to uh like it, it it's always it's always cool to hear uh, every band's unique cover version of that song and then hear the actual version of the song and like do the compare and contrast and, and yeah i will attest to the fact that like i can't hit those high notes it sounds like a nails on a chalkboard are being uh just dragged through the street uh it, it's rough on the vocal cords, but it's a fun song to sing along to. Um, all right, Cody, next up. Okay, this one is from a fighter that I actually despise. I can't stand this man, if I'm being 100% honest with you. But after a long, long awaited return to the octagon, John Bones Jones came out to I'm Coming Home. I think it was by Diddy, maybe P. Diddy. I'm not sure what he was going by at the time. But I'm Coming Home was one of the coolest moments in fight history because when you hear that song coming and you see his emotion on his face of how it came back because he finally was able to come back and do what he he's the best at. So, yeah, I'm Coming Home was a perfect walkout song for John Jones. And I think the song just plays perfectly. I actually enjoy the song a lot, too. So, um, so. Fun fact, uh, this song is unavailable on Spotify in Canada. So I'm going to go look this up later after the show. Uh, Nico. I'm coming home. Coming home. Okay, yeah. No. So, yeah. Like, it's, that's, like, that's, that's fine. But I think, I think John Jones has done enough crap where it's just, like, any, it's hard to see him in a positive light. And I think, I think any song that he attaches almost kind of goes down with him. And it's not necessarily, like, like, a bad song. But uh, Nico, I kind of agree with both of you. Like John Jones on a high, it's a fun, it's a good song for him, and it and it hits the emotions because he's like now he could be fighting in New York and he's coming home to New York, or he could be just like coming home to the UFC after a long layoff and he's coming home to fight. But then also you, you're he does stupid shit outside the ring that make you wonder like why did we let him back in the house? So. I, we, I see both of your points. Because we want him to go fight at heavyweight. Um, all right, you're uh, you're number seven. One leg kick from. Francis no, sorry, you're gonna, number uh, you're number eight. Uh, one kick from Francis is going to break that man's leg. Um, okay, uh, <laughs> crazy train by Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, I don't care either one. Uh, the all aboard scream. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, I. I love Crazy Train. I have always been a fan of the song. It has been one of my favorites uh, growing up. But uh, in a stadium, when it is your one of your favorite hitters, and you hear that first like scream come out, you're like, "Let's fucking go!" It it's really sucks when a player is really bad and they use it, and you're like, mm, "Fuck, you're gonna strike out, and this is gonna be miserable." But, but you know what? When it's a good player, it's really fun. Yeah, uh, Nico. Uh, it's a great song for a sporting event. It's also one of the best songs on the soundtrack for Trolls World Tour, um, uh, uh, performed by Rachel Bloom in that movie. Uh, like, 
And Cody, for those of you who can't see because this is audio only, Cody is looking at me like I just shot a baby. Um, I just thought I thought Trolls World Tour was something yeah. you can't bring up on playlist. I thought that was Troll, like, yeah, like of like of if you're talking about Crazy Train, you want to talk about how Ozzy Osbourne is just this like madman, like especially and like Cody mentioned it too. As soon as he says "All aboard," and then you just get doom doom, and you get like that, you get that, that kind of creepiness. Yeah, and that kind of, and I feel like that kind of that kind of works for baseball because they kind of like take their time to walk up, sort of get get in the mood. I feel like fighters almost rush into it, cough, Ronda Rousey, cough, cough, um, bust. Mm. Uh, and, and you know, come to think, I do, rec- I do think that a couple of the pirate games I've been to, I can't remember which player for the life of me, but I know some players have walked out to that song. Don't judge me because I'm a pirates guy. I, it, it's it's a burden of being a Pittsburgher. Forty million dollars well spent. Yeah, um, yeah. Nobody. <laughs> um, all right, number seven. Uh, so seven was my personal like hype up song before I played football. I've heard it play in walkout music. Um, it just works perfectly for a sporting event, and it's uh, "Remember the Name" by Fort Minor. It's ten uh, percent. I can't do the yeah. whole thing, but it's power and will. Uh, it, if that doesn't get you amped before you go on for a sporting event, like I don't know what will. It's just I've seen UFC fighters come out to it. I've seen baseball players come out to it. It's just basically what goes into before you take on a sporting competition what you need and i think it plays it perfectly i actually really enjoy the song uh through and through it's not just those parts but uh yeah four minor will get you pumped so and even it's in 30 second minute clips because when you think of walkout music you don't get the full song ever but it's in this short blit it's great reason to remember the name yeah so yeah that so yeah that verse is so cool um i think why it was left off on my list is this i put it i put it in sort of the same vein as like 300 violin orchestra where it's like this big layered string thing that's meant to be like this big hype up and it works well like if i'm in high school um this or 300 violin orchestra is in my top 10 but i think i just kind of grown past it and i've developed more of like a rock sense i guess in terms of hype um but nico um, so this is a good song to walk out to. It's not on my list because it's not a song I can really associate with one specific athlete, which is kind of the big crux of a lot of my list here. I will say though, now that you've brought up that song, I'm thinking about when the UFC was helping Will Smith promote that Netflix movie bright and they had an orc fighting in the cage. And I think they used that song in the ads to help promote that why movie. Do, why do we bring him on things? Like, this is Dana, a recent... Dana White, will orcs fight in the UFC? Orcs will never fight in the UFC. That was just, like, just one of the most blatantly weird rip-offs. So of, like, a moment that just aged really poorly, like, six months later. You know, like um, a post-match when he says that uh, John Jones is scared of uh, Francis? Yeah, that was great. That aged really well, too. Um, um, yeah, on to your number six. My number six is personal. There's no baseball player that ranks higher in my life than David Ortiz, also known as Big Papa, Big Poppy. And that's for by the Notorious B.I.G. It's Big Papa. Uh, when that song plays, when he used to come to the plate, nothing was better because you got to see greatness uh, swing that bat. So um, it's just that that's you, you're even doing it now. That's literally how you just feel when he's coming up. Uh, that man was just, yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic song. I liked the song just before it, but once it, uh, nickname, you know, that's where it, it sticks. 
Absolutely, yeah. I think I think in terms of uh, attaching a song to a player, it's a really good job, especially David Ortiz during that time, how much swagger he had. I think the only person that you could argue had more swagger was Manny Ramirez, and I feel like and because because they were because they were like the three four combo, right? Whatever they whatever they played, because you could almost like play this song for the for like for them both, and it fits perfectly for entirely different reasons. Um, yeah. This is a awesome notorious yeah, big song. I think I go more to um, oh, it was all a dream. I used to live. Oh. I used, yeah, that one I think is my favorite. But uh, yeah. or no, very juicy. Yeah, that's the name of that song. But Nico, uh, your thoughts on Big Papa? I don't remember if I've actually heard this particular song before, but I will say I do have a notorious big song on my list. What that song is, you'll have to find out. Oh, I wonder what it is. Um, all right. I don't um, know if I've listened to Big Papa, but I have another B.I.G. song. Interesting call. Okay. <laughs> Just... uh, all right. We move on to my number 10. Uh, number 10, Pride Never Die. Uh, we're going with Kazushi Sakuraba. And whenever he walked into the Super Mario Brothers theme song. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. So this is like. And I like I obviously I rewatched M Man Points top ten what the fuck walkouts and like there are so like you can't because you can't put anything Genki Sudo did on here and you need something for like that just what the fuck moment and I think it's because a it's Kazushi Sakuraba Japanese icon using Mario Brothers another like Japanese I like like that's an iconic theme and then you're using that to fight Kevin Randleman who's this this big massive wrestler and I I'm not sure. Was this? I'm not sure if this is before or after the Fedor fight, where he does that massive slam. So like he has this massive, he has this massive reputation as this like big killer, and then you just go out to that, and it's just like this massive like fuck you to sort of like throw them off guard. Um, shout out to Macy Chisa, or Chasen, I believe. Uh, she's a she's a women's bantamweight fighter. Uh, but Macy I also Kiyosan is her. Kiyosan, oh, sorry, Kiyosan. Kiyosan. But she's but she walked out to for Elise. And I think of that in the same sense of like, what the fuck? You're going out to this like classical tune. It's very similar to like Black Widow, I guess, in a way, where it's like you're using like ballet music to sort of get the job done. Um, but yeah, Super Mario Brothers theme song as the number ten walkouts. Uh, Nico. So th- there's there's a logic to this. Uh, Boss Rudin w- once talked about how he would come out to Surfing Bird for a couple of his fights, and he's like, and he says like. He wanted to pick a ridiculous song that would get him in a positive mindset uh, uh, so that he wouldn't be angry or fired up or anything when it came to the cage. He could just be calm and he could do the work he came to do. And I can see sort of the logic with Kazushi Sakuraba, the legend, uh, coming out to the Mario Brothers theme in that, like, you know, it's it's a it's a fun theme. It's a calm theme. Uh, it's, it's something you can associate with happy memories uh, of like childhood video games. Uh, and it, 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 it'll, it'll allow you to be in the, in a nice mindset so that you're not angry and amped up and fighting completely on emotion. And that's why, that's probably why Kazushi Sakuraba won a lot was because like he always had the a clear mindset going into his fights. Yeah. Uh, Cody. I just it's something interesting of about a guy that walks out to um, a theme of Mario Brothers before he about smash someone's face in. Like that's just I think that's a sign of a killer. Like I mean, good for him. I I just discredited all themes. Like the Game of Thrones theme was all like option for me. Um, but 
I mean, for your 10, like I did, like for me, take on me, it's not, I have some fun with it. Um, but with you as close as Mario brothers lives in your heart, this makes sense. So sure. Absolutely. Um, all right. Automat number nine. This is my first of WWE themes. Uh, and you're going to notice a trend right away that they're kind of in the same area. Uh, we're going with damnation. Uh, Rob Van Dam's uh, theme. Ooh. I didn't think of wrestler, so that's a really interesting. Okay. I wish I could. Sc- oh, I, you don't know my list. I can change. No, that. Okay. yeah. So yeah, so this is so this is like one of the first of a couple couple wrestlers. Um, I love Rob Van Dam as a wrestler in terms of like how unorthodox he is, and I feel like his theme matches his style so perfectly. It's you just sort of get that weird like two thousands like kind of grunge rock vibe and I feel like that so I feel like that is age age really well. Like you think about what Rob Van Dam was doing in the ring. Like he had a he had a move called Rolling Thunder where it's like he has a somersault and a frog splash. Nobody else is doing that, but that's just kind of how he is. Um I don't like I I threw this on uh just to kind of give it a relisten, but I always remember this having words to it. Like I remember hearing like remember the name, but I and then like hearing like oh Oh, like I'm sort of like a kind of like a chant, um, almost. But maybe I'm just maybe I'm just like uh, misremembering that, or they add that in like after for certain shows. Um, but yeah, the Rob Van Dam theme, Cody. So this is one where the pyros come on. Da, 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 something like that. I I'm with you. Uh, growing up in that era, like that's definitely what I remember. I remember some. I could never make out the words, but I remember it. I don't. See, wrestling is one that I didn't think of. And, like, there's one that would have popped my head. This one wouldn't have been. Like, I, I think RVD was – RVD was cool because um, we're talking WWE time, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they just misused him, I always think. Um, but his song was always cool, like, when it came up, especially because you knew to see some, a show. Like, that dude was – absolutely insane so yeah yeah and the music got you pumped because you know but i I couldn't i remember this i remember like the exact video that played for him yeah i could never tell you the words i I think i think him and ray mysterio were the only ones that like came out like sort of like jumping out because i think he sort i think he did that's did that same thing you know he would jump and do like a kick thing or something i don't think he jumped out of like the pot the platform like but yeah i don't know yeah, I didn't even think about wrestlers, so I'm kind of mad. I don't know if I can use a scratch for my own list to add something, but this is really interesting. So, good. Yeah. Uh, Nico. So, I don't really associate Rob Van Dam that much with Damnation. I associate more with one of a kind, uh, which is. Um... One of a kind! Yeah, yep. I think that's the one I'm thinking of, too. Yeah, like I just looked it up and, like, it. it... I, I I didn't I did he he might have come out to it for an ECW pay per view, uh, uh, damnation I mean, uh, but uh, ECW was able to get away with a lot of stuff because they they would do their pay per views live and they would just use UFC logic in that like hey we're doing this live so we can use whatever songs we want and we and so like we don't have to worry about licensing these songs of uh, for overtime it, it was one of Paul Heyman's uh, tricks to save money. Um, that money never got to the paychecks of the wrestlers, but uh, that's a different story for a different time. But yeah, when I think of Rob Van Dam, I don't really think of Damnation. I think more so of one of a kind. And sometimes even like uh, the, the song that just went, Rob Van Dam, the whole effing show, when he was in TNA for that weird uh, uh, stint he did there, where he beat AJ Styles uh, on a, a random TV taping uh for the title and then lost it to abyss several months later after he got hit with a bat with a bunch of nails in it 
Yeah. Um, all right. On to my number eight. Uh, this is the first of like songs that I think would make incredible walkouts. Uh, that is Bad Girls uh, by Donna Summer. So as far as I know, this song hasn't been used for a walkout, um, but I think it just has like this really good sort of strut. Um, like you kind of have like that swagger and that confidence and like you hear, like you have these lyrics like bad girls talking about the sad girls and you know like getting down tonight because like disco talk about, talks about this massive dance floor like MMA again to sort of kind of like this dance and I feel like I feel like they kind they kind of go hand in hand. Um, the horns sort of get you, get get you in this nice sort of bright mood, and like you kind of kind of walking in there. Like I feel like if there was ever like a female equivalent of Conor McGregor to sort of sort of come in, um, they would use they would use this song to sort of just have that intimidation factor, and just like I am better than you in every way. I am that bad girl that's gonna knock you out, um, Nico. So now that you bring it up, I'm kind of thinking like it, that's a that's a missed opportunity from back when they were bringing in Sasha Banks, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch into the main roster fold. Like, and they were doing the PCB versus the Bellas and 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 Team Bad. That would have been a perfect song for Team Bad, which was like Tamina, Naomi, and uh, Sasha Banks. It would have worked perfectly for them. I wouldn't be surprised if Filthy Tom Lawler had used this song for a walkout as a joke when he was fighting in the UFC because he liked to do some silly shit for his walkouts. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember the song uh, that he used for one of them. I can't remember at the moment, but I feel like Bad Girls would have worked perfectly for one of his uh, joke walkouts. Nice. Uh, Cody. So I just heard the song for the first time. I've never heard the song before. Oh, wow. um, yeah, I, I would say that it would work. I don't know. It would it never made my list, but you know, I don't, I don't. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, all right. Um, on to my next one, my number seven, uh, take the super Mario brothers theme song and take bad girls. And what do you get uh, in terms of like, what the fuck, but also hype, uh, you get fast by weird. I <laughs> Roy Nelson has used that. Roy yeah, Nelson absolutely. Has used that. Oh, yeah. no, that's it. That's the entire reason why I'm using it. Roy Nelson Roy Nelson used it and I, I gave it a re-listen and like I get I get everything that I get at Super Mario Brothers where it's like that sort of what the fuck to kind of throw people off your game. But I also like it's just I think it's maybe more so my attach my attachment with Weird Al, where I can just belt out the lyrics, um, and as ham fisted as they are, I can just like walk in having the time of my life. So I feel like like I would love to walk out walk out to this song because I would just like it's almost the polar opposite of because I've talked on the show before. Anthony Smith uses Anthony Smith uses um, Return of the Mac. And it's sort of like this low energy kind of gets gets you in like the fighting mood in that way. I feel like this is the polar opposite, kind of like the like dial to eleven craziness that it's just like it gets it gets me energized and ready to go. Um, Cody, what are your thoughts on fast? Um, so I don't like parody of anything. I I, I despise parody. Um, I don't like the movies. I don't really like songs like it. Um, no, hell no. Uh, I do not want anybody to come out to fat. Um, I don't like Brooklyn. What the? Like, I understand it'd be a what the fuck moment, but like, no. 
What is wrong with you? You need help. Well, when I go to get my shoe signs, I gotta take their word because of fast. Uh, Nico. Uh, this this song is perfect for someone like Roy Nelson, and I'm and I'm glad you put it on the list because Roy Nelson has been out of my eyeline for a long time now. So I I didn't even think to pick that because I wasn't thinking of Roy Nelson. Nice. Um. All right. On to my number six. Uh. The the last song before we go over to Nico. This is the second WWE song. Uh, it started off higher, but it went a little, but it went lower um, as 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 I was ranking rather. Uh, and is Edge's theme, uh, "Metalingus" by Alter Bridge. What is the what is the word you said for if I have it higher on my list? Skip. Skip. All right, uh, Nico. On to your number ten. Okay, so. I wrote all my notes down as if I were preparing for a fan zone debate. Jesus Christ, I'm nuts. Um, so my number 10 is kind of a cheat because it's two songs in one remixed. Um, it is The Foggy Dew by Sinead O'Connor remixed with Hypnotized by the Notorious B.I.G. used by Conor McGregor. Is this is this in particular whenever he did, whenever, whenever he walked out, whenever he fought Chad Mendes? Uh, that was just Sinead O'Connor singing on her own. Okay. Uh, but for all of his other fights, he has done a combina- He's done a mi- uh, remix of these two songs together, where it would start with the Foggy Dew, and then after it would finish the first chorus, you'd hear Notorious start playing. It, it would basically transition from one song to the next. Okay. Uh, now, both these songs are classics on their own. Uh, the combination of the songs, it kind of symbolizes the calm before the storm a fighter feels before they head into battle with the foggy <sighs> dude representing the calm and then hypnotized representing the storm of swagger and personality that is Conor McGregor. I would have had it higher on my list, but um, I kind of prefer the foggy do over hypnotize and you hear more of hypnotize in this remix than you do the foggy do also. This, these songs and the remix of them have become synonymous with Conor McGregor, and he's kind of on a downswing right now. So it, it, in a way, he's kind of like bringing the songs down with him with each loss. Kind of kind of on a downswing. He's getting a trilogy fight with Dustin, Dustin Poirier. He's going to make millions. He doesn't really deserve this trilogy fight. You and I both are aware of this. In the words of nice, in the words of nice Peter, as Michael Bay, this game is about motherfucking money. I hate Conor McGregor as much as you do, but the man is financially successful. I think that's all that matters to him. Um, in terms of the Foggy Dew and uh, and Hypnotize, I prefer Hypnotize over the Foggy Dew. I I'm like, if you're in terms of like that Sinead O'Connor sort of like one like kind of this one note booming booming sort of ballad i might even go to like um uh it's like ireland's ireland's last call or like or no ireland's call um it's i believe it's what the uh what the national rugby team uses to uh they use kind of use that as like as their walkout song um but yeah uh it's 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 cool i really like hypnotize but, but foggy but foggy do isn't uh isn't quite my cup of tea uh cody you shut your fucking mouth don't talk about conor mcgregor that way the man's a fucking man he got calf kicked. He'll be back. Um, he's not a downswing. Like that's a stupid thing to say. He l- beat Cowboy. He lost to Dustin. That's not a downswing. That's a match lost. Okay. He knocked out a guy with his shoulder. So let's let's say that. Um, I thought about this one. 
Because this was, I, again, I'm terrible with music. I don't even know why I'm on this fucking show. But um, this is 205, right? Eddie Alvarez, like, right yeah. before he comes out. It, it was to, so close to making my list. I just didn't do the cheat because I was like, it's two songs. So I don't know if you'll count it or not. But, yeah, that moment where the entire, you just, the calm right before he comes out and just literally obliterates, obliterates um, um, Eddie, Eddie Alvarez. Alvarez. Uh, and to say that he doesn't deserve this fight is actually bullshit because he won the first one, lost the second one. But that would say he needs another. So, cool. I'm really excited to see him in the octagon again. So, shut your fucking mouth. The double champ apologizes for nothing. Boy, he should be fighting for a title. No, he should. He should be the champion. That should have been for the title. I think he, he should be. I but let's know. go. Let's go, Michael Chandler. Let's win it, baby. <laughs> um, all right, Nico, on your number nine. I miss the days when rankings mattered in my favorite sport. Anyway, uh, my number nine. It's a song heavily associated by the former middleweight champion of the world, Chris Weidman. I Won't Back Down by Tom Petty. That's going to be a skip. Skip. Okay. Uh, in which case, my number eight. It's a song I can guarantee neither of you have on your lists. Uh, it is a song called You Will Believe in Me. Written and performed by John Kiernan, Monster Michael Tarver, and the band It Lives, It Breathes. It is used in Ring of Honor by formerly Justin Gabriel, now known as PJ Black. Uh, and to go into detail, uh, it's a song that kind of, it's written specifically for PJ Black and about him. Uh, and like Michael Tarver is someone who uh, he grew up with in the Nexus stable in WWE in 2010 with. So like who better than a personal friend to write the lyrics about you for your own song? Uh, it, it starts off with some African drumming uh, that one might hear in a ritual uh, and then the instruments uh, get very heavy metal and Tarver just starts busting out rhymes that cleverly reference every important aspect of who PJ Black is. Uh, they, they mention his uh, background from being uh, uh, from living in Cape Town, South Africa, his daredevil lifestyle, his time with the Nexus, which I just mentioned earlier, his move set, including his finisher, the 450 splash. Uh, his practicings as a witch doctor, uh, his connections to the spiritual and cosmic forces of reality. I like the song a lot more than I do my nine and 10. Uh, the main thing as to why it's still so low on the list is because every time I hear the song on TV, I physically can't hear the song. It feels like because the song was written during the pandemic. So like it hasn't been tested for a live crowd yet it like it's only been an empty arena so far and it's all and it, because it's also so new and because pj has been wrestling a lot during the pandemic era he hasn't really gotten to have a career making moment with this song playing after he's made that moment so it's like the song it, the song needs him to do something to make it better and and vice versa he needs to do something to make the song better and vice versa yeah, um, this is one of the more unique songs I would say on any like any show we talked about. This is the first time we get talked about jet metal on anything playlist related. Um, I like I like that sort of like that sort of genty genty riff where it's kind of like it dabbles into like kind of like technical where it's like where it's you can tell where it's where it's very much so like stopped stopped like you, you can tell 
you could tell like those those eighth notes or those sixteen notes are really sort of like sharp and crisp. That's that's what I like about this style. I thought I know a lot of wrestlers have went to like a more metal, um, a more metal style. Whether they go like metal metal core, they go glam, or they or they go they go gent more genty or heavier. Um, but yeah, though this this is really cool. Uh, one of the more unique uh, wrestler walkouts, uh, Cody. No, I don't like this at all. It, I one, it was hard to find, and two, it's annoying. I can't even hear the lyrics. I don't even know what you're talking about. Live crowd, I can't even understand the lyrics, and they had lyrics on the screen. Yeah. I'll pass. <laughs> um, all right, Nico, on to your number seven, I believe. Okay, my number seven, I physically can't pronounce it because the title is in Polish. It is Joanna Jacek's walkout song. It is a Polish rap song. I can't tell you what the title is to save my life. Uh, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce it because I don't want to offend any international listeners. Um, but oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I don't blame you there. But uh, basically, when I hear this song, I immediately associate with Joanna going to war. Uh, and... You know, it, it's it's a good song on its own, I think. But when you associate with Joanna Jonjacek, one of the best uh, and most exciting fighters in the world of either sex and in any sport uh, where you can kick and punch someone in the face, uh, then that greatly enhances the song. Uh, and I wouldn't have discovered it if not for her being such a great fighter because then she wouldn't be getting repeated uh, multiple fights where I can hear her walk out to this song. She enhanced the song, and the song enhances her aura as a badass. Um, yeah, okay. So, or, I'm sorry, um, I have a bunch, bunch of different things coming on here. Um, you know, and is, is really cool. I think she was, she was very much so like the book like she was the boogie woman of the strawweight division she was scary she had that she had that swagger um yeah i'm not i'm not too sure uh she i know she has she, i know she, she's had a couple of different of different walkout ones um but i'll have to go i'll have to go back uh cody one thing i know about her is when she came out to dream on and got a big old forehead because she got her shit rock so i didn't I, I can't. I couldn't find the song. I don't know what we're looking for, but everyone I look up is not that song. So I'll take your word for it. Yeah. I'll go I, watch my fight pass and see if I can find her. Walk out to that. Uh, but yeah, no, Nico is right that the the name of the song. I there is no attempt at any any of us that we'll, we, we could try and make to pronunciate it. Uh, plus, you're number six. Okay, my number six is associated with a Japanese legend of professional wrestling and mixed martial arts. Kaze Ni Nare, or also called the King of the World. Uh, it is a song by Ayumi Nakamura, and it is used as the walkout song by the legendary Minoru Suzuki. Um, Minoru Suzuki is like the ultimate badass. He was one of the co-founders of the Pancrase promotion, which is an OG MMA uh, promotion. Uh, he's fought in guys like Maurice Smith, Vernon Tiger White, Matt Hume, both of the Shamrock brothers, Boss Rutten, uh, and, and Jushin Thunder Liger, who is also a professional wrestler. Uh, he's uh, won the uh, 
uh, All Japan Triple Crown Heavyweight Championship. He's won Pro Wrestling Noah's GHC Heavyweight Championship. Uh, he beats up the Young Lions of New Japan for fun when he walks out to the ring. Uh, and so like he has you, this is someone you don't want to mess up the Starbucks order of. But at the same time, he picks a song that's very orchestral uh, uh, and sung by a, a feminine woman, uh, like it, it, a lot of violins in the song. Uh, it, it, and so it's like it's not a song you would associate with a guy with this badass persona. But upon trying to understand why he would pick a song like this, I did some research and I found this one blog and he and I feel like this particular blog explains why he would why the song is very fitting for him, because. Kaze Nina Ray is a song about someone just fighting to achieve their dream and how it's a lonely path for a fighter to be ambitious and, and do everything it takes to fulfill their dream. And villains like Minoru Suzuki can have dreams too and want to achieve them at all costs. And uh, so like it, it, it's fitting for Minoru Suzuki because he's willing to do whatever it takes to achieve his dreams of success of becoming the baddest man on the planet. And I, I think it works. Um, yeah. So this this is a really cool. Um, I think the Japanese are really good at doing like sympho um, symphonic metal. I guess I guess you would say it's kind of that more like more virtuoso um, so, sort of style, and it kind of it kind of leans into that sort of ham fisted cheesy style that ja like ja like that that Japanese sort of culture um, hugs the line on, where it's like it's so serious. But you can still have fun with it and kind of be silly, silly in a way. Uh, but yeah, no, this is really cool, Cody. You're muted. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, guys. I listen. I thought we were doing certain things on here. I didn't think about pro wrestling. I damn sure didn't think about Ring of Honor or fucking Japanese wrestling. Okay, that shit I don't watch. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I can't even type in fast enough as you're talking to find this shit. So call me when. Motorhead comes up, okay. I'm not fine. Okay, well, you're actually you're actually uh, up next, uh, so it's actually your number five. Cool. All right, my number five. So, my number five is Hell's Bells by ACDC. It's when Trevor Hoffman used to appear out of the bullpen. Nothing is when you're about to take them out and you have one inning to pitch and you just hear the dong of the bell, knowing that a, a basically that's why I love baseball because it is one guy versus one guy and they're out to duel out to out duel each other basically. And when you are about to step in that batter's box and you hear that bell for the first time and then you hear Hell's Bell, which I don't care what anybody says. I really like ACDC. I've always been a, a pretty big ACDC fan. I guess that's just the time frame where I grew up. Like, back in black, I enjoy the hell out of that album, and I have a lot of fun with it. But Hell's Bells has always been one that I actually really like, and it's also intimidating before you're about to step in. It's like Undertaker's Bell, but when it, then when it tolls. It has a psychological, like, your time is up, it's coming, it's over. Like, it's 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 cool. Yeah, uh, no, this one's this one's really cool. I like how the guitar riff in the beginning sort of sort of creeps, and then they just sort of add like they build the tension. You have the bells, the guitar, then you have the drums, and then you have Brian Johnson uh, come in. Um, this song in a vacuum is really cool. I know ACDC gets a lot of slack for their songs sounding the same, so like listening to this in this playlist would be fun. But I like I. I 
I think I, among among others, just can't listen to ACDC like a lot, which I know a lot of people can. Uh, but no, this is really cool. Nico. So I was able to get through about 42 seconds of this song by the time you called my name. Um, Have you never heard would, Hell's Bells? I, listen, I'm as out of the water. Uh, I'm as out of my depth in a music conversation as you are. So it's so like, like Bill I feel like I'm a has yelled at me for this. Bill Cariola has yelled at me for my lack of uh, certain songs that that I should have heard by now, but have not. Uh, but uh, from what I did hear, pretty good song. I like the gongs. I feel like the guitar was just getting into the good part. Uh, so, like, I'll I'll check it out after this broadcast is over, and and we'll and I'll let you know what I think once I've heard the whole thing. Like, I may not know exactly, like, who sings what or what is, but, like, saying that you're, like, music is three minutes long, three to five minutes long. You can literally, and people watch two-hour movies. You can catch up on music pretty quickly. Um, no, but Hell's Bells, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, on to my number five. Uh, and this is a skip from earlier. Uh, I look back down to Tom Petty. Skip. Still a skip. All right, uh, Nico, you're number five. Uh, my number five. Is the Pride Fighting Cha- is the Pride Fighting Championships theme song? It does technically count as a walkout song yeah. because Rampage Jackson, I think, used it in his UFC debut, and Davy Boy Smith Jr. used it in his last couple matches in Major League Wrestling. So, so like, um, it does technically count. Um, Pride was active from the '90s all the way up to I think like '06 or '07, and yet. If you were to ask someone, when did this, when was this song written? When was it produced? You could fit it to like any time period and it would, and it would still work. Uh, like, uh, it's, it's a timeless song. Uh, the MMA on point YouTube channel did like a comparison between it and face the pain, which is the UFC's theme song. And it's, and face the pain is trash. Uh, and like pride, uh, the pride theme song just feels epic. Like, I could go from this chair to pour a bowl of cereal, and if this song was playing in the background, it would enhance. Uh, uh, it, it would enhance everything about the. Uh, am I breaking up? Nope, you're good. Okay, uh, my uh, visuals were getting choppy, uh, but like it, it's a song that you just uh, you you link it to epicness. You link it to, like it, it feels like something you'd hear at an Olympic ceremony. Uh, like, and fight fans, they'll immediately recognize the song and they'll associate with a, with an immediate clash of the Titans. Like, imagine if fighting itself was a person, this would be its walkout song. Uh, yeah, no, this is this is an accurate theme for what Pride was doing at the time. Like, Pride, like Pride was admittedly a little ahead of what UFC was doing. I think they had they definitely had the depth of roster, and I think that fits it as well. And you think about what they were doing at the time because they this this would have been like when they were doing like twenty thousand, thirty thousand, forty thousand shows. So it's it's kind of meant to have this because they had the theme song, but they'd also have the people sort of like bang like bang bang on the drums, and you know, pride pride. Um, Pun intended. Pride, it's pride in itself in being in being elaborate and being being complex, and then really, and then I think that really let the fight sort of shine as their own thing, and then let like the entrances and everything else kind of be uh, kind of be what it is. But uh, no, another cool walkout. Um, again, pride never die. Uh, Cody, uh, I want pride to come back. I want people to start stomping on people's faces again. That's the shit I want. Us. Peter Yan needs to go into pride because you know he doesn't know when to fucking follow the rules um 
I I like the theme song a lot. I I I remember like UFC Undisputed like three when Pride was a part of the game mode and you could like stomp on people's fucking faces and you heard the intro, this theme song play before you go into a Pride fight. That's the shit that I like. That got me jacked up. Like let's go stomp on, kick people while they're down. Fuck you. You're in the fight. Get up and defend yourself. No, it's Pride is Pride is a brutal fucking thing. Like no, how that lasted that long is insane to me. But, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of miss soccer kicks. Um, that was my that was my favorite thing from Pride. Watching Vanderlei. I just so- literally watched a guy spin a, go around somebody while they were stomping on the dude's face, and the refs just like, "You gonna do something?" <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, uh, Cody, on to your number four. Uh, this is where it stops. It's "I Won't Back Down" by Tom Petty. Um, I, I fucking love this song. Like outside of anything, like take sports out of it. It's a great song. But something about like, especially in a fighting, when you come out to a song that I won't back down, or any like even baseball or any, any like competitive sport, like that's just that's what you want to hear before you do anything, like before you play a trivia match, before you do things. Like I will do everything I can to do well in this thing, um, and I just love Tom Petty's voice. I think Tom Petty's voice is like one of my favorite uh, singers. So yeah, I the song was an easy top five for me like I, as soon as i played i was like I, I knew the song and i listened to the whole thing and i played it again and then i was like ah, i think it makes the list because i couldn't yeah. stop listening to it so yeah um so yeah uh i had this at number five um obviously chris whiteman winning that match i think i think ultimately helps um it's just it's so cool and i what i love about tom petty and his guitar and what in his guitarists and songs is are often pretty minimalist he doesn't like to experiment a ton he kind of just sticks into that in the sort of that rockabilly blues rock style and um it kind of kind of perfects it um he, he has a, a like cody said he has a vocal quality that is that is timeless he kept that same style pretty well right up until his death and like you go from like this song to free falling to mary jane's last dance to american girl there's yeah you know what cody i think we need to do a top 10 on we need to do a playlist on top eddie maybe that's what we need to do uh nico so uh this was my number nine uh fun story the first time I actually heard the song was not Tim Tom Petty's rendition. It was actually Sam Elliott singing it as a computer animated cow in Nickelodeon's barnyard movie. Um, and like, even in that version, I enjoyed hearing it. So then like, I just fell in love with the song when I heard the actual Tom Petty original version. The reason why it was at my number nine is because Chris Weidman is the fighter who walks out to it. And over the years, he's kind of become more douchey to me, so it's like you're ruining the song for me. Okay, he, he how is he douchey though? He went to he, he got he went up to light heavyweight, got got knocked out, and then he's been trying to get back in for the last like couple years. Was he supposed to? Fight? There was like so many incorrect things that you said throughout that entire statement, and <laughs> it started with not, barnyard. I, I honestly. I, it's it it's his blind patriotism. Like I feel like he's um he's way too pro America for just the sake of being pro America without actually asking any questions about it. And I feel like that's a problem with like the entirety of the Ray of the Ray Longo Matt Sarah Jim. Uh, so it's like they're kind of turning me off with uh, with I it, I it's a reason I didn't really want to get America into specifics with it. But 
We'll be back with my two cents right after these right after these messages. You um, know, hey Nico, there's two countries from on the south and north that you could travel to. You don't have to be in America if you hate it that much. Yeah, they're actually talking about opening opening up the uh, Canadian US border pretty soon. You can room um, with you can room with Brooklyn. Yeah, actually, they're actually using guest. Actually, no, not sure about that soon, but um, uh, <laughs> you got a few um, months. Yeah, uh, onto your um, yeah. So onto my number four now. I guess uh, this would be my favorite uh, WWE theme uh, that is cult of personality. I almost put it on my list, but when how did you not fucking put this on your list? This is the best WWE theme song ever. Um, like you go from that opening riff and you just. Uh, and the pop that you shut your fuck. You didn't even have wrestling theme songs on here. Um, I know that opening. Mention in my honorable mention. The op- the opening riff of this is crazy. Um, and then you also have um, then you also have like the the vocals are like look in my eyes. What what do you see? The cult of personality, and then uh, the guitar solo at the end is is also crazy, and it just fits CM Punk I think so well because he was such like a rebel and just kind of like the socialist, like I guess in a way, but not like not like the bad sort of socialist, or, like the the way right wings I guess use use that term. Um, Guitar Hero Three definitely helped this. Uh, this was sort of like this is one of the harder songs on there, so I think it kind of got some infamy I guess um, in that way. Uh, but yeah, Cult of Personality is just everything that I love about like late '90s, early 2000s rock. Uh, Nico. So, for a while, I was going. I used this song as my uh, my wake up song. Uh, so, like, I would wake up to this song every morning. And I think the reason why I chose not to put it on my list is because. You know how there's the saying of like too much of a good thing makes it stop being a good thing. I think that's what happened with the song. I listened to it too much in a in a short amount of time and then it became kind of like a little too annoying for me. That like that especially happened with Bobby Roode's theme of Glorious. Like I listened to that way too much and then I just resented the song after that. I I, I, I think for me it was whenever that song got used in a certain show. I was like, oh, okay, this song jumped the shark. We're we're good. Uh Cody. I see you. Um, uh, um, this is close. Again, I didn't think of wrestlers when I thought of it, and I really should have. If there was one, I will just say it right now. If there was one that I was going to put on there, I don't care what anybody says. The Game by Triple H has always okay, been my yeah. favorite one. It has always been because that man, the entire thing that goes along with Triple H was the thing for me. Like, done. Um, but Cold of Personality was great. He, I think the reason why I was so like against like CM Punk is because he was the rise, the replacement of pretty much Steve Austin, and that was my favorite wrestler, and I just couldn't stand him just because he was there. And I was getting out of wrestling at the time too, so it didn't really help. But like his pipe bombs and the stuff that he did, like that stuff was cool, and it tied into that theme. I was just listening to Cult of Personality. I think it's so fun. Like just listening to it again it gets me i understand why it makes your list it probably should have made my list but i can't take anything that i would rather have on there to replace it but no it's actually a really good choice um and it gets me kind of amped it makes me want to fight nico yeah um, but i won't you would lose i don't know uh so nico on your number four okay my number four is jesus My number four is a song that's been synonymous with fighting since the first time it was ever sung. Gonna Fly Now. 
from the Rocky movie. Uh, and it is technically a walkout song because Matt Sarah and Junior Dos Santos have both used it. Um, uh, you know, like you, you associate the song with epic sports moments, epic movie moments. Uh, like it's a song that gets you pumped up. It's a pop cultural iconic song that represents triumph, uh, triumphing over struggle uh, and the underdog overcoming the odds. And it seems kind of fitting that the two fighters who have used it for their walkout, Matt Serra and Junior Dos Santos, they were both underdogs who overcame uh, great odds in their own fights. Matt Serra beating GSP, of course, for the welterweight title. And Junior Dos Santos, like, he was just a rookie when he joined the UFC and they put him against Fabricio Werdum. Knocks him out in the first round, makes his ears wiggle as he falls over. Uh, then he beats Mirko Krokop, then Gilbert Ivel, and then uh, like he's the first guy to hand Kane Velasquez a loss for the title. Uh, so it's like uh, it, underdogs becoming the favorites in their own way. Uh, uh, that that's uh, that's kind of what Rocky was for the first three movies, and the the, the song persona uh, is associated with just the underdogs overcoming the odds. Um, yeah, so take everything that you said about cult personality and apply that to this song. It's cool listening to it the first time, but it's been it's been overused so much in that it in that sense that it's it's just it's lost its touch. Um, Cody, uh, I'm gonna use my scratch. Uh, yeah, I, I, one I couldn't remember. I couldn't think of one that I technically will go after yourself. Like I probably could use this for Rocky because walkout, whatever. But no, it's a, it's, it's one of my favorite movie franchises of all time. That song literally is like so like inspirational. I'm gonna take out "I'm Coming Home" for John Jones and scratch that nine and put this one in right there. I just think it's, I think it's absolutely perfect. It, the moment I hear it, um. It makes me want to run upstairs. I'm not going to run upstairs because I'm a big guy, but it makes me want to run upstairs and like be, you know, uh, take on that milestone. So no, um, and let's just be real. When Matt Sarah beat the shit out of GSP, it was one of the best moments in sports history. So like, let's be real, because fuck that guy. Yeah. Hey, he, he's my sports idol. As a he child. is. Yeah, Did you put Vaseline in your back too to win him fight too? So let's move on. Um, How dare you, sir? I, I mean that happened, but or he win was... the title and go and bye. Yeah. That wasn't his fault. The judges were awful. He should have he should have lost that fight, he, he, and even he would have said that. Um, but uh, Cody, on your number three. Oh, my number three. I forgot we're doing something here. Okay, uh, mine is by Johnny Cash. It's uh, God's gonna cut you down, um, especially in baseball. Uh, just. Those lyrics of that song, it's like you could run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, God will cut you down. It's just, it's um, it's your matter of moment. Um, baseball players have used it for so long. Pitchers have used it so many times. Like you can have a good hit against me. Um, recently, in my memory bank, like um, oh. God, I can't think of the pitcher. But it was a pitcher that literally got obliterated by this hitter every time. And before he took the mound for game one, he literally played it. And I think he struck him out four times in that game. He's like, you could run on for a long time, 
but it was just one of the coolest moments I watched. So yeah, I love this song. I love Johnny Cash. Like I'm, I'm more of a I like, I like country music and that old country more than most people in this community. I know that, but uh, Johnny Cash's music has always resonated with me. And this song is just, those lyrics are so powerful. It just, he doesn't add anything. He doesn't do anything. It's just him in front of a mic and just letting that gravel voice take over. It's, it plays perfect in a sporting event. Yeah, in a in a sporting venue, I feel like this would be this would be perfect. Listening to this on its own in a vacuum, I I don't like that rhythm section of like the boom clap. I like I like whatever he was doing, like the older stuff into into the more like outlaw country. This I feel like this is kind of like produced in the two thousands country vein. Um, but uh, Nico, so I I like where Cody's head's at here. Because uh, Johnny Cash, there are a lot of songs that work well for walkout songs, but I associate Johnny Cash more so with car rides home with my dad whenever we would go to a baseball game in Pittsburgh, and we would be coming home, and he like he always played Johnny Cash on on his on the stereo uh, on the way home, and like I associate those times at least when he had his hands on the wheel and wasn't fiddling with shit. Uh, like I, I so I associate those songs with happy memories. I just wish he was a better driver, but uh, like it, it, I, I associate Johnny Cash with a lot of happy memories with my dad. Yeah, absolutely. No, Johnny Cash is uh, is like one of the greatest country artists of all time. Um, on to my number three. Um, this is this has a lot of sentimental value. Uh, it is Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, but it's not the Elton John version. It is it is the Nickelback cover featuring Kid Rock that was used uh, as the opener for Hockey Night in Canada. <laughs> now, so I yeah I figured that was going to be the reaction. Uh, Cody just left, um, but uh, but yeah, the Elton John one is great. But the Nickelback the Nickelback cover has such a such a spot in my heart. Um, they they handled that riff so well, and I feel like Chad Kroger's vocals work so well for for that for that setting like you just he, you, you gotta get this like kind of like mid-level scream from him and then it's like oh it's getting late i haven't seen my friends um and then you get to the second verse and it's kid rock um and then right from like the pack pretty tight um and it's just like you get such a such like a groove um a groove in this and i feel it's just like separately this shouldn't work but when they're t- like when these guys are together, it's f- it's fun and you get just get so hyped and thrilled. And this was the best way to kick off any game on Saturday night. Um, Nico, I'll say I'll go to you first. <laughs> um, I don't. So I'm go- I'm about to make Cody jump off the call again because. You, you had me when you said Nickelback, and then you lost me when you said Kid Rock, because I actually don't mind Nickelback. Kid Rock I could do without, but I don't really mind Nickelback that much. I think they're... I, I, I think they get an unfair bad rap. Uh, like Some of their songs are enjoyable, even if all of the songs sound the same to some degree. Uh, I don't know if I've heard this rendition before. I'll have to go check it out afterwards, but... um. Yeah, I just felt like I would defend Nickelback a little bit. I feel like you would really like it because it has like that sort of Daughtry Evanescence vibe, like in that it's kind of like in that era. Um, so yeah, I feel like you you would really dig it, Cody. I don't want to talk to you. Um, 
I'm. I will show you this. I'm currently listening to the Elton John version of Sorry, I listened to that one. No, thank you. I understand because of all the problem is like you know me pretty well. Elton John ranks very, very high. Um, so to pick a cover of his song to for anybody, and then you threw Nickelback and Kid Rock at me. That was like somebody invited me to a redneck family reunion that I <laughs> really want to attend. Um, it's of all his songs, this one plays perfectly to Nickelback style. I can see, I heard, I listened to it before I went to home, John. I understand, but that will never be my choice. Uh, no, no, not me. No, um, but I can understand right. why. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Nico, on your number three. Okay. So growing up, one of my favorite fighters to watch was Uriah Faber. And for uh, every fight, he would walk out to Tupac and Dr. Dre's rendition of California Love. And like anytime I hear that song, I think of the happy memories of Uriah Faber just fighting his heart and soul out, win or lose. Like he always put on exciting fights. He always had uh, interesting looks with his. Well, he was always doing interesting things with his hair. He he, uh, he always had a positive attitude going into every fight. Like you, you never left you dissatisfied. Uh, and you know, when I hear this song, I think of him and all of those happy memories. Like even now, he's still fighting for some reason. He probably shouldn't be, but he still is, and he's actually doing a better job than most people who overstay their welcome in the sport. And he's still coming out to this song, and he's still giving me u- uh, unique memories as I grow older. Who did he fight after Piotr Jan? I don't think he has fought anyone yet after P- after Piotr Jan. Uh, but he's he hasn't retired again yet so like oh. i'm still calling him active right now yeah um i'm not like i'm I'm not super knowledgeable on like uriah faber i kind of like in terms of like bantamweights i tend to lead towards like dominic cruz and cody garbrandt and a couple others uh but california love is a really cool song anything produced by dr dre is uh is great in my eyes um and it just has that bop. It has that has that sort of sway, um, and the riff in this is just it's 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 fun, and it's it's not the greatest song um, from a California aspect, but it's it's up there. Cody, um, I'm music illiterate, so is Doctor Dre's in his rendition different than the traditional California love? No, nope. oh, okay, he said rendition of it, so I was like, I don't know if there was another one. No, I love California Love. I think California Love is a great song. Uh, you lost me at Uriah Faber, though. Um, that when I asked you, like, you like him, I said, why? Um, I think he's a toolbox, but um, just because I, I just don't like his personality. I like when Conor McGregor bullied him on uh, uh, the Ultimate Fighter. So, um, yeah. It's nice. kind of like a it's kind of like a me and Nico relationship, Connor. Yeah, right. Okay, but that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, but I was a big. Uh, I know there's a lot of people who are fans of Pride, but I was a big fan of the WEC because I was a smaller guy when I was wrestling for my high school, uh, and so like I could associate more with those smaller weight class guys, and so like the, I I hold a, a very positive place in my heart for the guys who fought in the WEC and your eye favor was basically one of the poster children of that promotion. Yeah. Um, all right, Cody, you're number two. Uh, you want to talk about a personal pick. 
uh, very personal pick. This is by uh, the Dropkick Murphys, and it is shipping up to Boston. Uh, regardless of who it is, it is very popular in Fenway Park if you play for the Red Sox to have shipping up to Boston, be it. Um, it was before he went, I think, full roided out in Psychopath. Jonathan Papelbon came out to shipping up to Boston. That was his uh, thing. So um, it's also part of like one of my favorite movies of all time, The Departed. So they go hand in hand, but that entire thing, <laughs> it didn't work for me because it's like, I just had a lot of and he lost his it's just a scream song and it's great, but that entire thing, if you think of it in a 30 second to a minute like beat, just the it per it works in so many ways to get you amped. And to be in Fenway Park with 40,000 people just screaming as soon as you hear that go off. It was either that or Tessie, but I figured this one was a little bit better for me. Too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, go to Nico first. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of uh, certain fighters who used this song as their walkout, and I'm trying to remember. Like, I think Marcus the Irish Hand Grenade Davis used this a lot, if not him, Kenny Florian. But bravo to you, sir, for picking the song. It's a good choice. Like, they even play it at Penn State Thon, which is a Pennsylvania uh based event which has nothing to do with Boston and yet it still gets sung every now and then and played on the loudspeakers because it's a damn good song. And like I wouldn't even be surprised if it was if it was played at a couple pirate games, probably when we were playing the Bruins. I don't know. Uh but like it's it's a good song. I can't deny that. All right. Um yeah uh, this is really cool. Or not that's really cool, yeah. I, like this song I've known kind of since high school, I guess. This was our song that we used to walk out to for basketball. Um and like it has that very Celtic Celtic vibe. I love I love its usage in Departed. Um in terms of dropping Murphy's, I actually like um I forget the name of the song, but it's like you'll have to excuse me, I'm not at my best. Um I'm still sick from the drink. Um I've been home for a rest. I forgot the name name of this. Uh but I think I feel like that would be a, would be another great dropkick walkout song um but yeah just the um like the the, the rhythm section and it's the one time that an, an accordion solo sounds tough as balls like you don't want to fuck it you don't want to fuck around with anybody that's walk, walking out to this song um on to uh onto my number two um and this is the other california song that i was talking about this is this was my number one for a little bit uh and it is can't stop by red hot chili peppers So say what you will about TJ Dillashaw and his usage of, of usage of EPO. Um, this song fucking slaps. Um, whenever I had this song on in the gym during my like peak gym rat phase, I would throw on this song and um, I would be like, "All right, cool, we're going uh, pound to the metal until we get get to the solo, which is about like two minutes twenty seconds in." Um, and this, it just, it's so fun in its buildup because you have like jo Josh Crickbank just doing like those two notes, and Chad Smith is literally just on the snares, and it just starts off as a slow beat, and it builds up to this big fortissimo, and it goes into such the, it goes into that iconic riff um, that is just such a such a headbanger, and then you go into Anthony Kiedis's Anthony Kiedis, who has always taken on this sort of like melodic rap, but it's almost like a chant, like a chant similar to like what um like Chuck D does in uh, in, in Public Enemy, kind of like a kind of like a speech from the throne I um 
it in a way. And I, that's what I that's what I always loved about it. It kind of had that kind of had a balance of of everything. Um, yeah, no, this this is this is a, this is a very hype song, um, Cody. I was just listening to it. No, uh, the song is. Uh... Um, I guess I'm not a big fan of Red Hot Chili Peppers, not because I don't think they're good, it's just because it's never, like, found their way onto my, like, playlist of anything. But, no, the song sounds, it seems a little bit repetitive. That's fair. But, overall, like, how I picked all these songs is, like, in a vacuum about one minute. I can see how much fun that would be coming out, too, especially the chorus, so... Um, yeah, I think I think it's a really good choice. I don't know if like two, but for me it wouldn't be. But I understand why it's yours. Absolutely. That's fair. Uh, Nico, uh, the song's title is very appropriate for T.J. Dillashaw because when you're on EPO, you physically can't stop. You can keep on going until the wheels fall off because you're on performance enhancers. Yikes! <laughs> um, I'm so glad he's been out for two years. It's been fun. Yeah, uh, Nico, on to uh, on to your number two. Okay, my number two might be a little controversial. It is Judas by Fozzie. Uh, Cody's giving me a weird look. So let me put it to you this way. Chris Jericho is the master of reinventing himself, uh, and that's how he's been able to stay relevant for 30 years worth of professional wrestling. And when he and his band Fozzie created the song Judas, They created a monster because for about a year and a half now, every time this song has played on AEW television, the entire crowd turns into a choir. And basically the the sign of a good walkout song is when is a walkout song is like a first impression you make in a business meeting. It, it, It is your way of having your target audience eating out of the palm of your hand. And every time this song plays, Chris Jericho has the entire crowd eating out of the palm of his hand. They are singing along to every word of this song. And even when the song stops, they will finish the chorus because they enjoy that song that much. Like there's an argument to be made that the song is more over than he is. And, you know, some people might think it sounds a little generic, but basically if a walkout song is, is sole purpose is to enhance the fighter who uses it, and vice versa. This song has done its job, and it's done its job well. Um, yeah. So I, I've never heard this one before. Um, it makes sense why this is this is your number two. This is very like if I can if I can very quickly make up a term. This is very Nico core, um, like of that sort of like two thousands hard hard rock style. Very similar to like Shine Down. Um, this is kind of the 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 initial band that I that that I relate them to. Um, it's all right. You are right. It is kind of it is kind of generic. I'm like I can't really make out quite what they're saying, so I can't get initially attached to the lyrics. Um, but you know, it is cool for that era. Like if you love this, this is gonna you, you're gonna you're gonna think it's right up your alley, uh, Cody. This thing is terrible. This thing is like if Shinedown and the band Hinder decided to fuck and produce a child. Like, this is the most mediocre, like, sounding thing I've ever... Like, I hate that type of music in general, so it's not going to be my cup of tea at all. But, like... What's the word? Chris Jericho can sing like he can play movie trivia. 
bolts are just stuff he shouldn't do and just focus on. The only reason he sells things is because he's popular and the and a bunch of idiots that buy forty dollars shirts at an AEW event will also buy his music and make him think he's relevant. This is just this is just trash. Okay, can, can, I, can I can I just say one thing here? There are some songs that on their that they're bad, but when you put them within the wrestling bubble, they somehow become good. Like one of my honorable mentions was actually "Rollin' by Limp Biscuit, and the main reason why I thought why because like if you I associate with the Undertaker's American Badass gimmick, which I'm actually a fan of, and for some reason this thing that should not work and this song that should not work when you put them together. It works in my opinion, and it worked for that time period as well because people liked it. As much as it sounds weird to say, people liked it in the 90s. And Judas, as bad of a song as it may be outside of wrestling, put it within that wrestling bubble and have Chris Jericho walk out to it for every show, and you've got an entire crowd of however many thousand people singing along to it like it's the greatest song ever written. And that's the genius of Chris Jericho because his... Some of the stuff he puts out is bad, but in the wrestling bubble, it works perfectly for what he tries to do. Yeah, and in the rest in the wrestling bubble, this fits in with like with everything that they like, especially like NXT. I think I, I find kind of has that like youth revolt, similar to like cult personality in a way. But there's just I the lyrics I'm, I can't, can't can't quite get into yet. Um, but on to number ones, Cody. So when we came, when you told me about this thing, and there there was just one that popped instantly in my head, and it's one that, like, if I wish, really, really wish Lucas would have been here because it would have been perfect. It's a thing that I heard and hated for years. It was the most intimidating walkout song of all time, and I still stand by it. And it's. Enter Sandman by Metallica for Mariana Rivera for the New York Yankees. Nothing is more when you're down even a run and you hear that startup of, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Exit Light, Enter Night, Off to Never Neverland. You just knew you had the hardest three at bats that you were ever going to have. Um, I will never talk highly of any Yankee ever, but like Mariana Rivera and Derek Jeter, players like that, that just hats off to them. Hated playing against them, but respect. But I hated being down one run and hearing that music play in Yankee Stadium with 38,000 people screaming because it was going to be over. He was the best to ever do it. He is going to probably be the best to ever do it. And fuck that guy, but respect that guy. Yeah. Mar- yeah. Mario Rivera- Mariano Rivera is very much like Tom Brady. I respect you, but I don't, I wish you did stuff for not that team. Um, yeah. yeah. This is, 
this is like one of the more iconic Metallica songs. I think Rock Band kind of killed it. It kind of got oh, yeah. overused, overused in that sense. Um, one thing I will say about this song, because I know Lars gets a lot of shit for being like just kind of like a sleeper drummer, kind of the same beat. He's doing some really cool stuff here. I love the build up that he's doing with the floor with, with the floor toms, and that kind of just kind of helps helps with, with everything and whatnot. James Hetfield is 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 an incredible vocalist. Um, highly recommend checking out like even whenever they do their. Um, um, the collaboration with like the symphony or- orchestra kind of kind of great in that sense like if you love walkout songs for that reason go check that out um but yeah nico uh i enjoy this song very much um i i i associate more with the the sandman the ecw wrestler um i haven't watched a lot of ecw and it's something i've been yelled at by various wrestling friends about uh, not watching a lot of ecw but i do know that like anytime that song played you associate with Sandman getting ready to beat the shit out of you with a Singapore cane. And so like, I, I understand where Cody's coming from with his baseball references of like, we're down at one home run and this guy is about to just completely demolish us at the plate. Uh, like it, it, it's the sign that the grim reaper uh, is, a, is at bat uh, and you should be prepared for a beating. Yeah. Um, all right. On to uh, on to my number one. Uh, I guarantee neither of you have this song because this would be the song that I would walk out to if I ever got into the UFC. Uh, and it is the first track from Foo Fighters Wasting Light. Uh, that is Bridgeburn. Um, so Foo Fighters and Dave Grohl in particular are really good at layered guitars. So you have this first guitar that's kind of doing like like these high notes, but then goes back to the bass to, and the, the sustain the same bass notes to kind of create that effect. And then you have this one riff that comes in and then everybody comes in and they just go full tilt for about like 10, 12 seconds. And then you have Dave, then you have Dave come in these screaming lyrics. These are my famous last words. Uh, my numbers of bridges burned burned and then it just goes like dun, 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 and like has like that very very catchy riff it's like oh won't you let me twist your face it's getting kind of lazy. yeah um this is this is another one it's similar to can't stop where it's like i can listen to it start to finish and i would go like full blast the in, the entire way um making a fire almost made almost took took it took it over um that song is still giving me goosebumps um listening to it now um highly recommend check, checking that one out uh too but bridge burning guys uh cody um i just listened to it for the first time um i i enjoy it i just haven't I, I've listened to a minute of it, so yeah. um, not fully my cup of tea, but for you, as long as I've known you, this is, if I heard the song for the first time and I didn't think you heard it, I would have texted you and be like, hey, you might want to check this song out because it sounds like you, but yeah, yeah. so it makes sense. Nice. Uh, Nico? I just heard it for the first time, or uh, at least a minute of it, and um, it slaps. The music video that is associated with the song is kind of weird. Like it's it's a girl just having a rough time at her birthday party. I don't get what Foo, Foo, Foo Fighters music videos are a little out there. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, yeah. Uh, to to coin a phrase from a Mr. Caleb Coho, the this song slaps. Yeah, no. This um, there's there's a ton of songs from Wasting Light you could pick. Uh, this one, Dear Rosemary, Walk, Walk would be uh would would be another good one, especially if someone's like making a massive comeback. Um, but Nico, finish it off. The greatest walkout song 
is. Okay, so you we skipped this earlier. It was one of your picks. Uh, Metalingus by Alter Bridge, used by Edge, Adam Copeland. Um, so this song, I feel, basically has everything I was looking for and mentioned earlier for other songs. It, ha- it has everything I'm looking for in a walkout song. It has... Uh, the, it has, it is, I associate with a specific athlete. Uh, I associate with specific moments and memories. Like when I hear this song, I think of great matches against, uh, John Cena, Batista, the Hardys, CM Punk, Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton, the undertaker. I associate with, with, uh, moments that he had in TLC matches, elimination chamber, hell in a cell, the Royal rumble, WrestleMania. I associate with one of the greatest moments of, recent wrestling history in which nine years after he suffered a neck injury that ended his career, he comes back at number 21 at the 2020 Royal rumble and an entire baseball stadium of fans just starts screaming and weeping with joy that one of their uh, retired heroes has returned uh, uh, and finally graced them with their presence. Um, and you know, we're going to hear the song again for, uh, in the main event of night two of WrestleMania, when he takes on Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns for the universal championship. Uh, like it, 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 I associate this song with a great wrestler with great memories, with great moments in history. Uh, and it's a fun song to sing along to as well. Uh, like who doesn't love to sing on oh, this day? Like if you go watch anything on combat wrestling trivia, like anytime an edge question comes up uh, in a trivia match, like we always sing that first, uh, that first part of the song because it's just, it's just so fun to sing. And like, uh, like it, yeah, I have the song downloaded on my phone. I always listen to it on a walk. It, it, it's a nice time. Um, yeah. Uh, so this was, this is my number six. Um, and t- sort of that 30 second clip, this works perfectly. Like, you you go you have like you, you think you know me um and then you get this massive pop um and it kind of, and it fits edge because he was marketed as like this ultimate opportunist and it's like on this day i see i see clearly because he was often the person that came in and just snatched ev- snatched everything um yeah this is really cool similar to rob van dams i think this one aged really really well um I feel like there are different days where I would put this above called a personality in terms of favorite wrestling, wrestling tunes, but I, I can never get tired of this one. Like I could probably listen to this every day and I will love it just as much every single time. Uh, Cody. I think you're all messing up the wrong edge theme song. I think you're talking about my Durango number 95. Uh, with uh, <laughs> Rob Zombie's version of Ed's theme song before you switch this one. Uh, no. So I'm out of wrestling. Like I am so disconnected from wrestling. That's not even funny at this point, but my son is really into wrestling. So he was, he was watching the 2020 Royal rumble. I was doing something around the house. It was, it was, it was number 21 came on. I'm doing something. And all of a sudden I hear, you think you know me? And I was just like, cause I back in when he retired, was very upset when he retired because that was the last like fully oh, every, everybody was yeah. yeah so I said who the f-? I looked at my son I said you're turning this off because I didn't check like the TV I said somebody's using his theme song this is just disrespectful at this point <laughs> and I look at the thing and I see Edge come out and I'm like what 
So, like I sat down and watched the rest of the Royal Rumble. Um, then he got eliminated in this thing. Bullshit. Um, but uh, no, I, the theme song is just. I mean, there's a lot of wrestling theme songs through the years that I could like put up there. It's really high. But I think with that moment of how I was able to bring me like, as soon as I heard the "You think you know me?" I'm like, what the fuck? No, it, one of the coolest moments. And then I found out he won this year or something. So yeah. I was like, oh yeah, he won. So I'll probably have to go rewatch that one and check that out. But that's just, it's cool because that, that again, wrestling is, I don't know, like injuries. I know that he had a severe injury, but like him to come back and battle back and do all that for nine years and then actually show back up and do wrestling. Like, that's just, that's the thing that I never thought I would see like ever. Like uh, when he, after WrestleMania, he turns, he takes the belt off and gives it away and, he just walks away and like, what the fuck? He just competed last night. So, yeah, it was kind of cool. And he's in better shape now than he ever was before. Like, what the hell? That dude he, shredded. He is, yeah. Um, all right, so uh, that is the show. Uh, I want to thank Cody and Nico. Uh, quickly, guys, honorable mentions. Uh, the two that I had were uh, The Garden uh, by July Talk. I actually used that in my first fandom match. Or I, I used it. I used that in a fan league match for a walkout. I know that I used that. And uh, and the Batista theme song was the wrestler's theme that I uh, that I left off. Uh, Nico. Oh, and sorry. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Before you. Before that, uh, Lucas was supposed to be on here, uh, but he couldn't make it. So we said that we would guess his number one. I feel like his number one is, is would be shipping up to Boston, um, but I could very well be wrong. Nico, honorable mentions, and what do you think Lucas's number one was? Uh. I don't know what Lucas's mind is like, uh, so I, I'm not even going to try. Um, but uh, for honorable honorable mentions, um, I mentioned Roland by Limp Biscuit earlier because r- wrestling bubble uh, cult of personality. That's also an honorable mention. Uh, Sky's the limit, which is Sasha Banks's theme. Uh, Just close your eyes, which was Christian's uh, last WWE theme. Um, Long necks and rednecks, which was Cowboy James Storm's theme in in TNA and Impact Wrestling. Um, uh, BJ Penn's Hawaiian music uh, uh, theme song entrance, which is called A Ala A, I think. Um, and um, just to mess with you, um, Maki Ito's theme, which she sang in the in her recent appearances in AEW. The English translation for the title of the song is called, and I shit you not. Brooklyn the Hole. Cody, what were your honorable mentions? Brooklyn the Hole. Uh, okay. I think I think I think my number one, I think the one that I missed if I thought of wrestling would be the game by Motorhead. I think that one just has always been my favorite. So I don't have really any other one, other ones I can think of off the top of my head. Bitches back. I would love to see a uh um, somebody come out to the bitches back. I think that would be really cool. Honky Cat was the other one that I was taking up for Elton John. Oh, that was really good. Uh, a lot of Elton John. I think also a lot of Billy Joel ones could play really easily too, like um, um, UFC. Yeah. So uh, the stra- uh, the stranger would be uh, would be a good one for that. Uh, but next week is actually going to be top ten covers. That's going to be myself, Andrew Barr, Kelly, and DJ Bones is coming back uh, for that one. So. Uh, next week, uh, join us in for that episode. Uh, thank you again for Nico and Cody. Cheers, and as always, try safe. Come on, safe.